I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Resource, Real Talk About Real Estate. I'm Jay Pitts. And I'm Gabe Pruitt. Gabe? How's it going? It's going good, buddy. It's a good, it's a good morning. It is a good morning, and you know what? I'm a little salty again. Uh, already? I'm just a little salty. Today. It doesn't have to do with advertising stuff this time, though, does it? It doesn't have to do with advertising. Well, it depends on how you look at it. I am salty because of today's topic. Okay. And, and, I, and I think you know that this is a pet peeve of mine. Oh, yeah, definitely. We've talked about it. We've talked about doing this episode. I don't know. This was one of our ones on the list from the very beginning. Uh, very seminal ideas. Um, you know, I don't... I'm not a negative guy, but I get a little salty about things from from time to time, and this is one of them. And it started very early in my career, you know. Um, those of you that know me might know. No, my wife Jen is now in the business now, and she works with us here at at Remax and uh, does you know a variety of tasks, and she's amazing. She keeps this business running, um, but she doesn't come from a real estate background like myself, and. She kind of has an affinity or had an affinity <laughs> for a certain television, sh- you know, channel that, pr- you know, puts out a lot of TV shows relating to real estate. Okay. And I just wasn't a big fan of it. I come home and I'd just be like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You're watching now, such and such. Is it because you're exposed to it so much that you just don't want to see more about it? Or is there an actual problem with the content that both. you have? Both. Both. And – and we're talking about HGTV people. If if you're not with us by now, we're talking about the endless supply of shows about buying houses, selling houses, flipping houses, finding houses, etc. It's an entire channel with one show reiterated fifteen different ways. And no, it's not I, even just that channel. Absolutely, it's not not just HGTV anymore. You know, there's a plethora of it. Obviously, the the format works. Yeah, and I won't lie. Some of it's fun to watch if it's on. You know, I'll I'll scope it out. You know, and and see a little bit. But like you were saying, is it is it just because you have so much real estate in your sphere already, or is it because you don't like what you're seeing? Uh, I don't like what I'm seeing, and, and I think some some breakthrough, and, and there's some that have a small, a sliver, if you will, a sliver of credibility and actual office authenticity to them. But I mean, you've even seen like you, you've seen them go to more sensational reality channels, like you know, I don't know, I don't want to name channels, but there sure. there are the more sensational channels that produce all pretty much solely reality television and, and the real estate has infiltrated those as well. And it's just really those, you can't even mistake them for real estate shows. They are soap operas set around real estate. Some of the shows, however, are a little, have a little bit of credibility. No, yeah, but most of the content is complete and utter trash. Well, if they made a show that was like a hundred percent real deal about real estate, not a ton of people would watch it. Not that it's not exciting. I mean, it's definitely an exciting industry. But no, absolutely, absolutely, and and we'll get into that here more here in just a little bit. But but before we get too deep, Gabe, I want to talk about and I want to thank our listeners actually for the response we've gotten last week. After you know, after our last episode, we 
we made an offer to you, our listener base, for uh, basically if if you wanted to become you know an accredited subscriber, a qualified subscriber here at Resource Real Talk about real estate, we were going to share with you some value add, if you will. We wanted to to make sure that you're getting as much value as we want to give from this from this podcast, and we offered up our buyer's guide here at JT Pitts and Associates. And uh, we had an enormous response, and I, I just wanted to thank the listeners and, and remind you, if you haven't become a qualified subscriber yet on our website, on our website resourcepodcast.net, please visit and sign up, and you're gonna we'll, we'll back you know we'll backtrack and get you all the sections. We're on section two this week; it'll be going out. And uh, and, and again, thank you guys for for the enormous response that we've gotten. But with that said, we hope to continue to bring you value. And, and today's topic is no different. And it does have me a little salty, Gabe. Yeah. It does. I can tell. <laughs> so so I guess what I look at when it comes to these shows is, why do they exist? Well, they exist so that television shows can sell advertising. They get eyeballs. I mean, that's what media business is about. So I get what they're doing. And I don't even really fault the stars for them. I just – you know, the, the people that – are the practitioners that sure. proclaim to be the experts in some, and some are really credible. Like, I mean, I will tell on you some that, of these renovation shows. I mean, you've got people that really do have, you know, chops. renovation chops. Yeah. Well, even the real estate agent shows, like I'm not just like specifically, um, million dollar listing New York. Okay. Uh, the, there are two guys on that show that are complete and utter rock stars. I mean, those guys, you know, really, and I'm talking about Ryan Serhant and Frederick Eklund. Those guys are in some of the similar circles or at least connected to people within my circle. And I know just for a fact they are the real deal. Right. And they're not just real estate practitioners. They're entrepreneurs. They're good business people. And they are a force to be reckoned with. But they play a character on television. Yeah. Let's and, just be honest. And we should probably be clear about where we're going with this too. This is not necessarily a knock on these people that, you know, have a platform because they're on these shows that are clearly designed to bring entertainment value to people. You know, they're, they're entertaining shows for people to live vicariously through people in markets that are not like theirs, you know, but our goal is not to just tear these shows down or the people that are on them down. No, it's to, to highlight something a little bit different. It's that a lot of these shows are a lot of people's first exposure to the world of real estate and maybe the real estate process. And a lot of people's expectations get skewed when they've seen a hundred episodes of this show. And when they go to buy their first house, nothing is like what they expected. We literally talked about it like 30 minutes ago. We had a a little behind the scenes look, you know, here at the office, when we record, when we record this podcast, it comes usually the time block. And as you can probably uh, relate from prior episodes, everything is time blocked. Yeah. <laughs> and so our recording time sets directly after a group training session that we hold in the office every week. So we just literally talked about a particular person that came across, we came across in our business here recently that wants a tiny house. Yeah. They want a tiny house on land, but do they want a tiny house? Cause they really want a tiny house or because it sounds fantastic when it's sold to them in you know, high definition cable television, mm -hmm. you know, do they understand the practicality? Do they understand the consequences or is it just, Oh, this is cheap because it's small and it looks cool on TV. For example, maybe they've seen a lot of, like you said, really cool tiny houses, but they don't put two and two together that the show that they're watching is in San Francisco 
and real estate prices are through the roof and you save a lot of money by sacrificing that space here in Louisville, Kentucky, there's, I'm, there's not a huge tiny house market. And honestly, it, and I think you said this in the meeting too, this person might not realize that they can get a thousand square foot ranch, uh, for the same money that they're spending to get a 300 square foot box. Yeah, so, absolutely. And, and so because it looked cool on TV, the, the sacrifices made are not worth the reward. Now, trust me, I, I'm, not one to tell people how to live. No. Right. But I can just bet that in most cases, um, maybe not even most cases, maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't, maybe that's too general. I can bet that there are a significant portion of people that watch these, these programs that take themes and ideas, ex- want to expand upon them without fully considering the ramifications. And that's really all we're talking about today is we want the consumer to know that this is not real real estate that you're watching on television. You probably even expect some dramatization, okay? But it goes far beyond what you might be able to adjust to as realistic in your mind because, I mean, it's it's 25% real, yeah, not 75% real. And I think most consumers would adjust it to 75%, not 25%. No. And it's interesting. Just recently, we got something of a behind-the-scenes look. I, if you remember this, there's an agent in our brokerage that recently had one of his listings featured on a show that was similar Absolutely. to this. And it was really exciting for us because we got to ask him, you know, what was it like? They came out to film this property that he had listed. And he says, you know, it's on this particular show, and I don't even remember which one it is. I probably wouldn't say if I did. But he said, you know, it was totally staged. They had the three houses picked out already, and they had to call us in advance to get the seller's permission to use it in the show. And it wasn't like, you know, it was happening live. You're seeing them pick houses. They had three houses lined up, staged, ready to go for this show. And and so in some cases, I'm sure some of it's really real, but in other cases, it's 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 stagecraft. It's absolutely stagecraft. So let, let's get down Let's 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 back off the shows a little bit, okay? Because we know they're not real. Okay. We may disagree or we may we may have differing levels of context and differing abilities to identify how real it is versus what it's not. But they can go wrong mm-hmm. in a real way. So the tiny house lady, her situation is not very dangerous because one talk with a qualified real estate professional, she might change her mind. But who is it really dangerous for when they watch these shows and they get the wrong idea? So I believe it to be frustrating to consumers mm-hmm. in most cases that the expectations set forth in their mind are not realistic. I believe it to be frustrating to industry professionals that have to coach, coach against and overcome the, the misconceptions. Yeah. Frustrating, not, not detrimental, not dangerous. It can be done where it really becomes dangerous is when the consumer varying levels of sophistication takes those assumptions without a professional a cred- or a credible professional and they act upon it before it's before they get the real talk oh yeah but before it's too late so in a lot of cases that looks like investors okay you know this may be a slightly qualified investor making but, but usually it's inexperienced investors um and and that would be the worst example. I'm going to go buy this house and I'm going to do this and that and the other. And it's just not somehow they make the execute. The purchase is executed with improper expectations of what to co- what comes next. Sure. And so a real financial risk is incurred, right? Beyond that, it can be detrimental in, 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 I guess, less dangerous ways. 
where they just spend their money chasing a dream or give their money to, you know, a big thing. And we've got it here in Louisville tomorrow, you know, reality TV stars teaching a seminar. Oh yeah. Yeah. On house flipping. Okay. Because they're credible. Yeah. Okay. Probably one of the most salacious shows, flip shows out there, you know, all about drama you know, they have the, I mean, like, dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. They might, might as well have that laid behind the problems. And it's it's little stuff, man. It's like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, they're here. They're here in town teaching real The stars people, of the show. The stars yeah. of the show. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't think they're here. Okay. But their, their company, their media company is here selling spaces in a seminar, okay, to teach people how to invest for their future. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't see the value in it. Yeah, I, I, I've talked to people that have been in these seminars. They sell them a bill of goods, and it's real money that they pay to be taught this stuff. Oh yeah, and it doesn't produce results. And for some people, maybe they come out of these seminars and feel like they did learn a lot. And it's like you said, they fall into the trap of acting on their own. They don't feel like they need an expert. They just consulted an expert at that seminar. So there you go. Check that off the list. They go buy their first property and. You know, they're in the swamp before they realize Dangerous. It. Oh, yeah. Dangerous. They have a workbook. They have, you know, some basic. An outline of what you to know, do. What outline to of what to do and what to look for. You know, in, in most cases, it's harmless, Gabe, because they, they really never make it to purchasing a, a piece of property. That's the worst case scenario. An ill-prepared, quote, air quotes, investor buys a piece of property and is ill-prepared and has serious financial consequences that arise from it. What's more likely the case is they walk away from a seminar with money spent, a plan that is not able to be executed. They spin their wheels for a while and then they quit because a, their motivation, right? Their, their actual drive ended with the check they wrote to attend the seminar. Sure. Like it was a harebrained idea. This is low hanging fruit stuff. And I don't mean to put the people down that go to these things because frankly, they're sold a bill of goods before they ever show up. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate. Yeah. You know, there was another example though. Um, I used to get so frustrated and it's, it's along the same lines as this back when the foreclosure crisis hit, there were all these companies that ran all these radio ads and they even went to television. They had this one eight hundred number that you would call to get um, information, and you'd pay them to send you this packet of information or this for free, for, not free, but uh, foreclosure list. Yeah, yeah. And and they would market this to people, and they would have these outlandish claims of, "Oh, I bought this house for four thousand dollars, and I <laughs> sold it for seventy five thousand. You know, and I didn't sure. no money out of pocket, and blah blah blah." And these people would call and they'd pay them hundreds of dollars for this list and they'd send them a list of properties that had sold two years prior. (laughs) And like, I finally got so fed up one day that I called the number myself and I, and I asked the, you know, it's nothing more than a phone bank. Sure. Sure. Call them. And I was like, put me on the phone with your boss. Put me on the phone with your boss. I mean, (laughs) I, I was so frustrated, man, because I had, as you know, we listed a bunch of these properties. So like I would get a foreclosure listing and I would sell it. And then six months later, I'd get up on this list. It would show up on this list and I'd get like 15 phone calls from these desperate people with, without money to waste, trying to change their lives. Mm -hmm. And they got sold a bill of goods, man. It was fraudulent as, as far as I'm concerned, but you know, somewhere in the fine print, it says 
but the data may not be timely. <laughs> you know, wow. and it's wow. garbage. Yeah. Garbage. I, I, that's why I'm salty, man. This is what this seminar tomorrow makes me think of. I have, I have seriously posted like on social media. I have appealed to my clients. Don't you ever pay for an investor seminar? If you're thinking of paying one dollar, just call me first. Yeah. Call me. I will save you your money. Yeah. I'll save it. It's this stuff isn't complicated, Gabe. You don't need a seminar. You need a good professional to teach you. Okay, and you can do it by yourself. You don't even. I don't have to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't have to pay me for the information. You don't have to buy a house for me. You don't have to use me to sell a house. You, you don't have to pay me anything. I will talk to real. That's why I do this podcast. I will talk to anyone about real estate. And so will most credible professionals. Well, you touched on something that is exactly where I wanted to go with this when, when you mentioned. You know, putting yourself out there in between an eventual purchaser and like this, this garbage seminar that we're talking about to appeal to them that even if you don't give me your business, let me help you. I think what we want to do with today's episode, because we know a large portion of our listeners are other real estate agents or people in the industry uh, that do have expertise when it comes to investing. We want to help these people learn how to overcome the expectations that someone might have and save them from making the mistakes. And then in the process, very likely earn their business. Also, you're working with more potential investors by giving them value and helping dispel the myths that they've been sold in most cases. Absolutely. You know? So what I want to ask you, Jay, is off the top of your head, if you could think of one, what are some of the main misconceptions that someone strolling out of the Expo Center fresh off of this seminar are going to have in their mind? If you can think of one, what's going to be the first thing that someone says, well, they told me this and it needs to be, and it needs to be changed right away? Okay, so... Very direct answer there. In order for the people presenting the seminar to be credible in their message or to to appear credible in their message, they have to make it sound easy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're going to tell these people that pay for the seminar, these poor people, poor unfortunate souls – Little Mermaid. Not necessarily poor people. Little, little Little Mermaid quote. Oh, okay. Poor unfortunate. <laughs> you soul. look at you at the Little Mermaid. Quote. Hey, I've got a five year old. Okay, no, that's fair. okay. Okay, so um, the, these these unfortunate folks that pay for this seminar are going to walk away thinking that everywhere out there in the market, like this, this, there's this overabundance of opportunity, like ready and available to people to complete novices with no understanding of the real estate market. Yeah. Okay. So, so hi, I decided yesterday that I'm going to go to a seminar today to learn how to be a real estate investor. And when I get done at 5 PM, I'm going to walk out and on my way home, I'm going to stumble into a house that I can purchase at 50% of its value. That'd be great. (laughs) Okay. And also, by the way, um, I'm going to be able to find contractors that give me, you know, bids at, 75% 75% of their normal asking price to conduct, to, to, and to, to produce the repairs that I, that I require. And then I'm going to find a realtor that's going to discount their commission that is going to, because I'm an investor and I'm important. Uh, I'm going to find a great realtor that's going to list my house at less than their normal fee to sell it. And then I'm going to find a buyer that's going to pay over market price because my house is greater than everyone else's. Like these, all these assumptions, Gabe, that lead to, this being like a fish in a barrel kind of endeavor. Yeah. Where it just works. Look at them. They did it. Yeah. They seem normal. 
it's just not it's just not true, dude. It they, just they're gonna happen ma- that they're fast. gonna make it seem too easy. That's first that's first and foremost. And that could lead to someone not thinking they need to call a real estate agent. I mean, that's a huge part of it. Absolutely. And let me be clear, this can be done without a realtor. Yeah. And and I want to get back to this too. We talked about last week, uh, ISAs, inside salespeople. And so I'm in inside sales for our company. I, I get a lot of calls uh, from people that are curious about houses they saw online. A very, very slim portion of them are like our tiny house lady who, you know, are disillusioned that they are going to find something like that. But I do get a ton of people that are like, you know, just send me emails with all the latest foreclosures. I'm an investor. We're looking to get started. And, you know, we, we don't need to get an agent involved right now. We've, get, we've got it. You know, we've got this. I hear a lot of those people. And I always wonder, where did their initial information come from if they feel so secure? Well, they've told me that they've never flipped a house before. And they've told me this is their first time. You know, there's a lot of people that are really confident in themselves, and I wonder where they get the information that they have. Well, you, you know my opinion, Gabe, and I'm going to give you a little caveat to that. I don't necessarily know, and you probably know where I'm going with this. I don't necessarily know that they're actually that confident. Okay, yeah. I think, I think, I think that's what they tell you mm-hmm. because they don't trust you yet. Sure. And I, and I yet is the very most important thing because if you can prolong the interaction to the point where they get an opportunity to see how credible you are, then they're going to trust you. Right. Like they just called off the internet and whatever. So, but here's, but here's my point. You're right. Um, Certain investors feel that realtors are not necessary and, and that's fine. A lot of realtors are unnecessary (laughs) in, in as far as investor business goes, because you said it could be done without an agent because a lot of, well, but a lot of realtors aren't qualified. Like, I mean, seriously, there are a lot of agents out there that, don't know a thing about. I could probably quit my job and just coach realtors on how to invest in real estate and have a pretty good coaching business. <laughs> but um, and it's just because they don't know how to invest. Now there's a lot out there. There's people that certainly know more than I do. But um people are afraid of what they don't know. Yeah. Okay. Which is why it's comfortable to go to a seminar and the transaction of it all, it's just like it's easy to make it easy oh, for yeah. them to show up. What's not easy? It's easy to make it sound easy too. What's not easy is actually executing after the fact. Like I guarantee you, if you polled people one year after paying for one of these seminars, a good percentage of them, probably a, a vast majority would tell you they wish they had their money back. Yeah. And and one of the things we know is that they're going to be sold on that it's easy and it's not actually that easy. And they're going to be sold on it only costs this much and they're not thinking of other expenses. But how how do we make that different than when you do have the opportunity to sit down face-to-face with somebody? You're Jay Pitts who has – done this with your own money for quite a while. And so someone has decided to reach out to you. I mean, you can't just say, Hey, it's hard and you're not going to make a lot of money at first. And this is really difficult. There's not a lot of opportunities out there. Do you want to work with me? You know, like without overselling it and making it look like something that it's not, how do you differentiate yourself from these seminar people as like a trusted resource that these people want to work with? Very, very. Okay. So, and it's the same thing for other realtors too. Okay. How do I differentiate myself from the from the from the the seminar production people and how do I differentiate myself representing from an investor other to another market. realtor? It's almost the exact same thing. Sure. Here's the truth. I don't need anything from you. I'm not going to tell you I need you anything anything from you. I'm not going to try to entice you to do this. Okay? I'm not looking to make any money off of you. My goal is not to get you. I'm not trying to, to get you to. I'm not going to convince you to do this. Mm-hmm. I just like, want you to know what it looks like. I will never. No, you, you're coming to me with the interest. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to you about reasons why you maybe shouldn't. 
not why you should. Like, I'm going to assume that you have reasons for doing this. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be speaking. Okay. Any agent that immediately goes into sales mode when you identify yourself mm-hmm. as an investor. And yeah. I think I think a lot of investors perceive that. That's why their guard is up. Right. Okay. Oh, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, chum in the waters, right? He's like trying this, to get this, a commission. Guy's off trying me. to get a commission. Off we me. call it commission need, breath. Yeah. I don't commission breath is a good one. Yeah. I don't need your commission. The truth is I'm going to buy the best anyway. Right. Yeah, it's like, if you're talking to me, I mean, if there's a great deal out there, I'm not sending it to you. I'm going to go buy it. Yeah. But I, I can't buy everything. Nobody can. Sure. Like, you know, like I'm going to buy the a pluses and I'm going to be transparent about that. So if you don't want, if you want the A pluses, you better get into real estate. Okay. <laughs> and you better beat me there because, and you, and you, and I hope you don't believe that agent that tells you that they're going to sell you the A pluses because number one, people don't get access to the A plus deals unless they have the capability of buying them. Okay. Okay. So, so don't let, don't let them fool you and say, Oh, well, I'm not in a position to buy this right now. Then it's not an A plus. Sure. It's not that they aren't in position to buy because the guy that can't buy or the girl that can't buy don't have, they don't have access. Okay. If I run across an A plus, I'm buying it and I will absolutely be transparent with every investor client that I work with on that. Now they might get the A's and the A minuses, which might look like a 15% or 20% or a $50,000 flip return. Yeah. Right. And I may make some misjudgments on, you know, I buy something, I think it's an A plus and it's actually a B minus. Yeah. Like every, there's nothing certain, but here's going back to your question. I'm not going to try to get you to do anything. I'm going to coach you on wait, why you, what you may not have thought of that may change your mind and not do it because I don't need anything from you. And nobody that's really good at this needs anything from you. That's a great point. So you need to understand that if someone is trying to convince you to invest in real estate, they're not qualified to represent you unless they are like sincerely invested in, in your financial future and they have good intentions. I can see somebody saying that like, man, you've really got to get into it now, but I get what you're saying. I mean, a mentor, I mean, there's exceptions, Gabe. Okay. So what, what do they say? Uh, a a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So there's my Kentucky coming out. (laughs) Anyway, you know, you'll, you'll stumble across somebody who's unqualified to have access to a good deal and they have a, actually have a good deal every once in a while, but but by and large, the ones you need to be weary, you know, leery of are the folks that are trying to get you to do something. Yeah. Okay. The seminar people are trying to get you to pay $199 and then upsell you a $9.99 a month coaching, not $9, $999 a month coaching mm. or something. There, there's, there's always a hook. I will never ask you for anything. Yeah. I will ask this. If I provide you with a great opportunity, then you support my business. Okay? If I, if I sell you a house to flip, don't go hire another realtor when you decide to sell it. Sure. If I create an opportunity for you, you need to reward me. And I will work for you loyally forever. Yeah. As long as you do that. This is a two way street. Okay. So that's my answer on what differentiates those qualified and those not qualified to teach you how to invest. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned something about teaching people to invest because before we wrap this one up, I want to ask you if, if, if I'm an agent listening to this, that's not on the level that we're talking about here, I'm not even investing myself right now, but I know about investing because I'm in the business and I want to 
earn more investor business, you know, and that's how I want to start to grow my business is working with more investors. We've talked about that. What can I do to add, to bring value to a potential investor and steer them away from going to one of those seminars and come to meet with me instead? Well, you can stand out in the parking lot and hand out your business card. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> kind of, I kind of want to pick it. Oh, you want yeah. to pick it with me? Well, I like what you said earlier about do the day before. Like for us right now, it's the day before. I'm thinking about making a Facebook post that says, please, if you I have that. any interest in going to this thing, just call me and I'm going to save you Instead, so much money. I'm going to save you your money. That's a great example. Unfortunately, I have their website pulled up and you pay, <laughs> you, 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 you pay by credit card beforehand. And they got this like cute little pop-up like every five seconds that shows you how so Sandra from Chicago, Illinois just registered. Oh yeah. So, so they're trying to peer pressure. Uh, oh, they're totally pressing. It's like this, like the auction mindset. Oh, so-and-so did it. Well, you should sign up. Taryn signed up for an event in Louisville. Hmm. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sitting here watching it in real time. Right Liddell from Louisville, Kentucky. How many do you think you've seen since we started? 25 or 30. I mean, wow. like, I'm, I'm reading them in real time. It just popped up. So it went down. There'll be another one here in just a second. Someone from Louisville. Okay. Well, so yeah. someone. Wow. Thanks. So yeah. the interest is there. There's people out in your market right now that are interested in getting into investing, even if it's only marginally. Like these people, this may be their first tiptoe into investing, but the people are out there. You know, you know so how do we find more of them? You know what's backwards, Gabe? What is? There are more people in, interested in investing now than were in 2008 or hmm. 2009. When the opportunity was. When the opportunity was really there. Smoking Folks, hot. let me tell you something. If I, I wish I had bought every house I even thought about buying in the years from 2009 to 2012. Well, you know what they say about hindsight. So. Hindsight is 2020. And, you know, who, who would have known? I mean, there's... And that was also a very scary time to really dive into real estate because who knew what was going to happen the next year? Like in 2008, no one knew what 2009 would look like. Uh, nobody knew at all. Uh, it, th- th- that probably... there, Those years and the way that real estate was will never will never be back. We talked about that in an earlier episode. We're not going to see that again. We're not seeing that again, but the but the fact it's so backwards. People's intuition, people are sheep. They follow the crowd. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, a person is smart. People are dumb. You ever heard that? <laughs> okay, a person is smart. People are dumb. Oh, I really I'll like say that, it again actually. So so that's why people buy high and sell low in the stock market perpetually. Yeah. Okay. It's why more people are buying real estate now than then. Yeah. It's hard to be an outlier. It's hard to be an outlier, but there's the streets are paved with gold, man. I mean, (laughs) I, you know, um, I, I really, I really have, have a problem with that, but I want to be a contrarian pretty much in all things. If you're, you you know who, uh, Baron Rothschild is? No, I don't. He's, he's a British nobleman. So anyway, his, his fame uh, I'm sure there's other things. He he fought against Napoleon at Waterloo. And oh, okay. Like so, but he said a very famous real estate quote: "When there's blood on the streets, buy ground." <laughs> That's what he said. So, what does that mean? That means, in short, buy low, sell high. But when when things come to play that make prices depressed in real estate, you should always buy because it's coming back. Real estate is like that. I mean, it's going to come back. So, um, let's, let's take a step back for one second. So basically don't listen to someone. And I just want to really underscore this when it comes to investing, don't listen to someone who is pushing you to invest, have your own reasons, 
The first thing I'm going to ask you, Gabe, if you tell me you're interested in real estate investing, very simple, very open. Why? Mm. I might even sound skeptical when I ask why. Yeah. You don't know, you don't why? know how much risk is involved in this. Why? Yeah, why? Okay. And, and the and answer, now, realistically, there are a lot of great reasons. We know there are tons of great reasons, but I really want to know why. I don't want you to feed me a line. I don't want you to feed me something that's half baked. I want to know at the root, what's the why? What's the why? Oh, well, I'm self-employed and I need to save for retirement because there's nothing. You know, I'm a teacher and the pension system is jacked up and I'm afraid it's not going to be there when I retire. I want to pay for my kids' college. I had an investor tell me the other day, my hey, 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 Jay, my daughter got engaged last night. I got a wedding to pay for next summer. I need another flip. <laughs> like, great. Fantastic. Sure. Okay. How are we going to do it? What are you, what's your risk tolerance? What are your resources? What do you have available? Okay. There's, there's no like step-by-step manual. Yeah. A roadmap. Yeah. You, One you, size fits all. You know it or you don't. It's, I mean, it's simple concepts. Yeah. So red flag if somebody's trying to get you to do something. Especially if they flew in from some other market to try to tell you how to do it in your market. Especially, especially if the people whose picture is on the front of the workbook aren't even there. <laughs> That's a good point too. Okay. And, and you know why they're not there? Because they're not qualified to stand up in front of a group of people and speak about real estate investing. Yeah. A lot of times they're a pretty face that looked good on camera. Okay. That, that played up the drama well. Right. And they're really playing with fake money because the majority that they don't have to profit from that house because they profit from a television show. Yeah. And you showed up to their seminar and so they're done. Yeah. You, that's they're no my, longer invested in your success. That's my struggle. My struggle. I tell you, and, and I will tell you another thing and I'll, I'll get specific and I've tried really hard not to name names cause I don't want to disparage anybody, but, but prop, property brothers is one I, 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 I comes to mind because my brother and I are both in real estate yeah. and people joke with us about being the property brothers yeah. all the time. Um, there's a fallacy in the premise of that show. Now, those guys, from what I understand, actually know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. They were approached. They were approached to do it because. Because they, of credibility, probably. Yeah. But the premise is, is flawed. Okay. So, um, in essence, or, or what's, what's their show? Love it or list it? Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know if it's their show. I honestly just don't know that well. But it, well, basic the basic premise of the show is it's maybe they may not be love it or list it, but regardless, they they either buy and uh, and renovate or renovate and stay. You, you follow me? Yeah. the The point is when the renovation happens, these guys are doing that at cost or even below cost to arrive at a perfect product, right? That that is within the buyer's budget. Sure. Okay. So the buyer has a budget of three hundred thousand, and I can buy. We can buy this house for two twenty, and we can put an eighty thousand dollar rehab budget together, and we're within your budget of three hundred thousand. The but there's no profit for the person that actually performs the renovation, which is probably twenty five to thirty percent in the real market. Yeah. So they're twenty five to thirty percent over budget, but the premise is flawed because these guys don't get paid to do the renovation; they get paid by the television producer. Yeah, that that's not where the cost. Yeah. So so when you're watching this, you think, oh well, I can buy a two hundred. I've got I've got a three hundred thousand dollar budget. My husband and I work. We're we're good for that. And, uh, and we can buy a two hundred twenty thousand dollar dump and put eighty thousand in it, and we'll finance the whole thing too. And by this the way. is kind of an aside because it's not always necessarily predicated on the actual couple in the show's budget. 
because some of these budgets like don't make sense. My favorite thing about the show, and everyone jokes about it, is how it's always, you know, this is John and Jill, and their budget is $900,000, and John owns a tricycle repair shop on Laguna Beach, and Jill plays marbles for a living. Like, you know, it's like they never have jobs that like actually translate into real money. Well, well actually, there's a lot of places in marbles. There's, there's, yeah, I don't know where you got that. There's a lot of places in the country, Gabe, that you have to understand. People make supreme sacrifices for homeownership because no, that's of the true. cost of real estate. Yeah. So, so a no, professional I don't doubt that real estate actually costs that much. So, a professional marble player in Laguna Beach might buy a, might buy a house. Yeah. I don't know. Depending on how well she's doing on the circuit. I don't this, know. The marble circuit. <laughs> she's really good at tiddlywinks. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> people make some, some serious sacrifices. So I think that's to be understood, but um, the budgets are, the budgets are funny. Like, like I, the beginning of these shows, they always take, and it's the property brothers that they, they do this. They always take them. Oh, so-and-so needs a four bed, three, but full bath. Two car detached garage with a swimming pool in this particular neighborhood on no less than a half an acre and blah 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 and they need it for five hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. And then they walk them through the home of their dreams and they're salivating mm-hmm. over this. What do you think this home is listed for, Jill? Five hundred? Nine fifty. Sorry. <laughs> so now you need a nine hundred and fifty thousand dollar house on a five hundred thousand dollar budget. Come look at this hunk of junk. Yeah. That we can buy for four twenty and put eighty grand into for your five hundred thousand dollar budget. And it's really appealing it, too. Because it's really appealing, and it turns out always for the premise of the show. But what's what's missing is the property brothers' profit. Yeah, they have none. Sure, their profit is what from they the get show. paid yeah. from the producer of the real estate show, which really frustrates me because it skews the perspective of the consumer. We got off on a tangent. I realize that, but but that's what this is about: skewing the perspective of the consumer. So, is, where are you going with that? It is extremely hard to help people understand that, whether it be an investor or a homeowner, that it just don't play out like that. Yeah, it just don't. So, I think the lessons for today: don't pay anybody to learn. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are people out there that are willing to teach for nothing. the the The, the payment here is the payment: your trust, your favor. Your referrals, you know, your commitment. Your, your com- to me, it may not even be a commitment in stone, Gabe. It no, may be an implied, implicit commitment. Yeah. Imp- implied commitment. Okay, Gabe, if you ever buy a house, I would hope that you would give me an opportunity. But that's exactly the attitude, the the give first mentality of the people that are really qualified to help you. Yeah, really qualified. They won't ask you for money. They'll only ask you for appreciation and loyalty in return. Yep. And I would say that's the key takeaway. If you're someone that's listening today and you're like us, we've got a seminar tomorrow that's that's rolling to town. If if you see one of these things coming, the best thing you can do for your business and for your sphere of influence and for people that might want to invest is post some on Facebook and say, hey, if you have any inclination to go to this, I will buy you a cup of coffee if you send me a message and tell me when we need to meet. I think there's nothing better you can do for your business and to cement yourself as a professional than to say, to sit down with somebody and say, I'll steer you straight and give you the advice you need. And if you don't want to go that route and you don't want to work with me, I'm not going to make you, you know, Absolutely. I just want to make sure you know what you're doing before you start. And those people are getting paid just to stand on a stage and then they'll get on a plane. And they'll fly somewhere else. You know, I agree. I agree. Couldn't agree go. more. And I think that's probably where we ought to leave it for today. You're probably right. Well, folks, we really appreciate you joining uh, joining us once again. Uh, you know, as you can probably hear, uh, Gabe and I are both passionate about real estate and real estate investing. And so we hate to hear you waste your money. Um, 
But as we said, kind of along those same lines, we do want to add value. We appreciate uh, your loyalty to this podcast, and we're not going to ask anything in return of you, except maybe registering on our website and just give us your feedback. And, and we're maybe writing a review on iTunes. Okay, know. give us a review on iTunes, only if it's going to be five stars, though. <laughs> there, yeah, that's true. <laughs> save your four stars. Save, save those four. No, we'll take it. Any honest feedback. But we really do appreciate five stars. That's true. Um, and, and again, be, become a qualified uh, subscriber on our website, resourcepodcast.net. And we'll send you out that buyer guide if you're a real estate professional. Completely rip it off. We don't care. Like, And it works. Remo- People love it. Oh, when we sit down in front of homeowners and we show them that we've taken the care to present the process in a meaningful way, you just you couldn't imagine the reactions that we get. So take it, pull my logo off, put yours on. I do not care. Uh, it, and it does work. So become a qualified subscriber for that. We'll be sending out... Uh, section two this week. Once again, as always, Gabe, uh, appreciate the conversation today. And folks, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Absolutely. Join us next time. Remember, www.resourcepodcast.net. We'll be back. This is Resource Real Talk about real estate.